on this day's Graze the Rim, we are updating the playoffs as the first round is developing. We got some sweeps, some near sweeps, and some great back and forth series. So we'll talk through all eight matchups on this mini episode. So lock up your dog. Alright, we are back. We are live. Welcome to episode two of the playoff edition of the Graze the Rim podcast. I am Robbie Thomas, joined by Seth Curran. This is so we you and I settled on we we wanted to do bi weekly, but we that was difficult to work in the schedule. So uh Yeah. We're just gonna record when we can. And but we'll be closer yes, be closer uh in between episodes than we had been. Yes, correct. Good. We were just yeah. once a week. Yes, good. Uh, it is Monday, May the first more of the uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, those who served veterans. I always, uh, I, I hope that didn't sound insincere because it wasn't insincere. Thank you. I what I was gonna say was I never. I always wanted like if I see like an old guy wearing a Vietnam veteran hat, I always want to say thank you, but I never have. You know what I mean? Have yeah. you ever? Have you ever thanked the veteran? I haven't, but you know, like in the <laughs> airport, uh, I've I've felt like I should. Right, but then, but then I don't want to be kind of you know. Like, I don't, want, that, I don't know. I don't like, know any like. There's no veterans in my immediate family. I know like I'm friends with some people that are veterans, and I haven't asked them like, is it weird if they're just randomly thanked? Do you know? Have you? Should I be thanking you for my your service or no? Yeah, well, just yeah. I haven't asked. I don't just, have any in my family either. If you're a veteran and listening, thank you for your service. That's me thanking you sincerely and. Yeah. Let us know. Is it weird if you just get randomly approached and thanked? Because I feel like it can't. Like it can't be weird, right? Like if it's as long as it's like genuine, like as long as you're not yeah being weird. Like I don't think it can be <laughs> taken wrong. So go, maybe go thank a veteran. There's a little challenge to challenge for you. Thank a veteran challenge. Take off on the Ooh, social media. Well, don't see because then we're getting into the cloud. <laughs> that's true. That's, not, true. <laughs> that's uh, right. Personal challenge. Fake veteran and don't post it yes, on uh, challenge. social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So if you do post on it, you fail. You, you lost the challenge. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, all right. So we're playoffs. Like I said, we're just going to go through the series. I don't know if things will change as we get into things. We'll see. We're just going to go. A lot of basketball has happened. Um, so we're going to go through it. Uh, oh, should we start? Should we start with the whole fan thing, Seth? Us? Let's start. Let's just like, get into it. Like yeah. every other. So this is another issue. Like every other platform, ESPN has 20 different programs that run throughout the day. And they all had to open with condemning fans being assholes to players. Yes. Right? It's like like every single show, every single person on Twitter that covers basketball had to come out and say, don't do it. Like, (laughs) this is kind of just in the age that when there's very low-hanging moral fruit, it's very easy to take the moral high ground. Everybody does it. Yeah. Uh, What do you... I have... Thoughts, if you can believe that, Seth. I have opinions. Do you? <laughs> do you want me to go, or do um, you want to go? Let's let's kind of let's just introduce what oh, happened. Yeah, so that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Irving used to play for the Boston Celtics, and after uh, Game Two, so Game Three would be played in Boston. He he made a statement about how he hopes playing in front of the Boston fans they can keep it basketball focused and not not chant like subtly racist things and stuff like that. And then last night was game four and Kyrie Irving kind of stomped on the logo on his way out after dropping 39 points in a win. 
and as he's walking off the court into the tunnel, a fan throws a water bottle in his direction. I don't know if it hit him or I, I honestly I don't, don't know. I think it hit him. I don't. Anyway, it it came really close. It probably grazed his head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The room um, that is his head, it grazed. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that are up in arms. Right. And this is this is happened. also on the back of Russ getting popcorn dumped on him, mm-hmm. Trey Young getting spit on, spit on, yeah. and then John Morant's family dealing and with... And Dylan Brooks' family, yeah. Yeah, dealing with some uh, racist comments made to them while they're in the stands of the game. And uh, so, yeah, so like like I said, every everybody has kind of come out to say, hey, don't do this. What do you... you Now that it's introduced, do you want to go or do you want me to go? What? I can, I'll start. You uh, start, yeah. Don't do this. That seemed pretty simple. Good, yeah. um, no, but the the racist remarks, stuff like that, there's no place anywhere, uh, especially don't bring it there. Now, the... The I will spitting. say, well, did you hear, sorry, but the, the but the, the John Morant's dad was hurled some inappropriate comments. And apparently, like, it was resolved very, like, the guy, like, somebody gave him a hard time about it. Like, hey, don't do that. And he was, like, very apologetic. And then John Morant's dad was very forgiving. Like, it, it was a happy ending. Oh. Like, they, they were very... No, happy. I didn't. Yeah, I think one of them bought beer for the other afterwards. So oh, it was okay. a good ending, which, of course, you okay. don't hear about. You hear about that's, nice that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. But yeah. yeah, but uh, it was still inappropriate definitely at the time now as far as getting spit on or getting something thrown at you like that happens anywhere else the person's going to retaliate but the fan whoever did that thinks they're protected because this professional athlete can't come up here and kick my ass so i'm just like my thought is always you wouldn't i don't think you would ever do that in any other setting right it's kind of my right my thoughts on that yeah and i don't like, um so yeah i don't know also why i i'm surprised the getting spit on hasn't been made a bigger deal. Like that is of all of these. Yes, I you know of the popcorn and the water bottle. That's easily the worst. Like or most offensive or most egregious. I don't know. The racist so, remarks pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't, see, I didn't. I didn't mention that of the three. I see. I left that one out. Oh, okay, said between gotcha. the three, between the other um, ones, I think spitting is easily so, the worst. So someone someone tweeted out the video of the the footage of yeah. Trey getting spit on. And I liked how he replied to the tweet and said, are you okay, 50 Cent? He tagged 50 Cent because in the front row, 50 Cent was sitting uh, on oh, the sideline. Oh, was side he really? <laughs> and the spit, the spit went like right over him. No, that's hilarious. Well, okay, no, so so here's my thing. And I'm going to echo your main point, which is don't do it because they wouldn't do it in any other setting, like you said. Yeah. But I just, from the standpoint of the league and from like ESPN, I don't... I don't want to come off like I condone these actions because, like I said, I don't. But Boyer, I feel like we are overreacting because this, to some extent, this is always going to be part of professional sports. And like, I think it was Windhorse that when you know his obligatory turn to talk about it, he he's said like talking to the NBA like it's simple, protect the players. Like, what are we doing? Protect the players. It's like, yeah, great. What does that mean? Protect the players. Like, yeah, like everybody that. Did all these bad things? Were like the one the, the water bottle dude got arrested? He's arrested. Yeah, uh, for what for? Get, t- tell assault. me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like a fel- It's a felony charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assault. Yeah, assault with a not deadly assault with a dangerous weapon. Was that the? Yeah, I, yeah. That's was that right. the language. Yeah. So he's like the I think the popcorn guy or the spitting guy. One of one or both of them were like banned for life from their arenas. I think it was both. I believe. So they're being punished appropriately i think 
Mm-hmm. Um, except I don't know the water bug. I get the felony charges. <laughs> I don't know if I'm sensitive. It's funny, uh, but but anyways, so you have however many tens of thousands of drunk, emotional, passionate, screaming fans, and then things happen that they don't like. People are gonna somebody's gonna overreact. Somebody's gonna do something stupid. Nobody wants these things to happen, but I think like players have always had to live with fans doing stupid things yeah you know like like when the malice of the palace happened nobody was saying ron artest was just or he was Ron. said do we call him do we call him ron artest at the time because at the time he was ron artest even though he's not ron artest now uh okay so panda king ran up in the stands (laughs) Panda friend Panda Panda friend friend. sorry yeah you're right uh (laughs) stupid Uh, yeah, so Ron Artest, like, nobody would, would say Ron Artest was in the right for running up in the stands and trying to beat up fans that were, even though, like, beer. yeah, well, even though the fans almost definitely deserved it, but no one is going to say that Ron Artest was in the right for doing that, that he made the right decision, mm-hmm. because you should, as a professional, that's just, I think it's just one of the expectations as a professional athlete is that you have to be held to a standard that the fans don't have to be held to. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's not right. But uh, I don't think, like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, protect the players. Like, how do we protect the players? Players have always had to live with this. You tell, like, what, what can you do besides tell people not to do it or they'll be punished? People don't listen and then people get punished. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's, you can't, there's no, like, prevention of this. Uh, yeah. It's, it's only going to happen and then after it happens, are they going to get punished? You're not going to prevent somebody from acting stupid. You're only going to yeah. punish them for acting stupid. I guess my issue is I'm I've been just as upset with the wave of nose in the air looking down on people like, oh come on, you're better than this. You're bigger than this. People like who raised you? People to act like this? right. But it's we know Boston of... fans aren't better than that. That's true. Oh god, yeah. I love I love like so. Danny Ainge came out like defended the city of Boston and said he's never just, heard any yeah, racist remarks. People just start digging up the receipts of like. Bill Russell saying, like, I played for the Celtics and, and Red Arbuck. Boston sucks or whatever. Something yeah. like, like, Boston's a bunch of racists. Like, I like the Celtics or whatever. Yes. I love reading the receipts of how terrible Boston is. I'll do that all day. Oh, it's so great. So great. But I just, like, you're going to get when you get a bunch of rowdy is a very pleasant way to put it. But belligerent, mm-hmm. emotional, drunk fans. Something happens that they don't like. Like, somebody's going to do something stupid. And the NBA has been good about punishing them. And so it sucks. It's a hostile environment, you know. I just I know. Like Russell Westbrook, obviously he should be upset about getting popcorn dunked on him, but he um you would but think he got like, free popcorn. He did get <laughs> that's a good point. You would think what if he did he, if he started eating it? That would have been funny. That, that would have been, been hilarious. Great reaction. Uh but uh <laughs> like in his post I understand he's pissed. I'm not saying he shouldn't have said like this, but he's talking like he got tarred and feathered or that Right. You know, like like and I just think that this should be not expected, but uh, it should come with the territory, I guess, of being a millionaire professional athlete. Like, yeah. If this, I just want to bring this up. If the water bottle incident was connected to the stomping, Kyrie stomping on the the Celtics logo, still not justifiable. I I'm upset that Kyrie tried to do it so like sneakily. I wanted Kyrie to walk out and have corner start jumping up and down. Yeah, it was. That's the, the thing. It was. It wasn't that sneaky. <laughs> like there was no like he he walked out really far trying to like high five his. Mm-hmm. His teammates and like said, you know, chatting with the refs that was right there, and then he like yeah. took a couple extra steps. But the like actual act of it, yeah, the actual act of it was very not subtle. Like it was exactly. Super I want you jumping up and down. Well, yeah, why now, not just go for it? Yeah. Now, so 
as a fan, you see him walk into the tunnel, you have no right to do anything but sit there and boo him, call him a bum, whatever. Uh, like, if he gets a hard foul in the next game, like, if the Celtics take offense to it, for sure. Like, that's part of the game, right? Yeah, but sure. But you as a fan, you don't get to do shit. Yeah, you're a fan. He just, he exactly. Just, yeah, he just you're a spectator. <laughs> lits you guys up. Yeah. You just have to sit there and get your feelings hurt a little bit. That's a good point. Maybe that's the the message for the fans is that, that they're not – like, they're participating and that they're booing and mm-hmm. being there and like, what's wrong with thing. What's wrong with just booing some for 48 minutes, calling him a bum, calling him trash? You know, if you want yeah, to great. Yeah. toss some, like – expletives in there that's fine oh go for don't it. like yeah yeah you know don't but don't like make the person don't make it personal like less yeah like less human yeah you know? yeah, yeah don't you know or somebody's family i don't know i can't yeah, I don't think know, that's happening. uh so just to circle back don't do it yeah that's a good point <laughs> good point <laughs> let's get the games that's good uh boy good atmosphere in this podcast right now all right games so uh we're starting the west the one eight uh utah memphis as we stand right now, last time we talked, it was well, oh, last yeah. time we talked, it was one zero Memphis. Yep, Jazz responded with some authority, winning two one. And I think this was a the matter past. of time type of thing. Like the talent would obviously was always there in Utah's favor, and it's starting to come to light in the last couple games. Getting Donovan Mitchell back for games two and three, that obviously helped. He hasn't looked fantastic, but he's just another weapon that that's added to that team. Yeah, and he's just, I mean. He's just the only guy that you really want creating his own shot. Like everybody else mm-hmm. is kind of in the flow of the offense or attacking and close out, but but he's really their guy. I mean, he's easily the most important offensive player. That he is their guy when a play breaks down or out of a shot clock to create. So like I said, he hasn't been great, but just his dynamic is something that they really miss. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then we got to talk about John Morant in game two. John Morant dropped forty-seven points, kind of out of. Nowhere, yeah, forty-seven points. A quiet, if I can uh, say it, a quiet forty-seven. That, as quiet as it possibly could be, that's <laughs> exactly. what I was thinking too. Yeah. But what's impressive to me is that he is doing this in the paint. He is going up and over Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he wants to duck on Rudy Gobert out of fear so of, bad. Exactly. But you know, Rudy Gobert deters so many shots at the rim just because of his size and his shot blocking ability. Not Ja. Ja is not afraid yeah, at yeah. all. I'm. This really impressed me so far. And then. The problem with my problem with Donovan Mitchell so far is that he's taken twenty. He took twenty three shots in Game Three. Boyan Bogdanovich only got eight shots. You're not really using the full potential of Bogdanovich if he's only getting eight attempts. So I'm looking for that to change. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was like eight of twenty three in Game Three. We'll see if he kind of a can get back to his normal efficiency or b is willing to give up some of the mm. the shots. But we'll see. Game Four is tonight. Any predictions on that, Rob? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I need. I need uh, the Jazz to win the next two. Oh yes. So so it was you were uh, Utah in five or less. Mm-hmm. So Utah have to win out if Memphis wins one. Of the next, I mean, if they don't win tonight, they're not winning going back to Memphis or to back <laughs> right. to Utah. But um, yeah, I, I think it's over. I think game three was the or game two, whichever game. I kind of don't remember. They all blend together. One of the games was close. <laughs> Maybe it was a game three that was close, and then the Jazz. Just dominated in crunch time. Mm-hmm. Was that game three? Yeah, yeah. That was. A, I think that was a Memphis's chance. Yeah, like to steal a game. But that was that was my thing. Was that how good? Uh, you forget how good Utah's crunch time lineup is, and they have a few different variations. It's kind of competent, but it was like. Uh, I think I wrote it down. Yeah, in the last, it was a tie game going into four minutes and thirty seconds. The last four minutes and thirty seconds, uh, Memphis scored two points, <laughs> including having two offensive rebounds. So a lot of shots they had. O of nine from the field. 
they're only makes those free throws in the turnover. Just, you know, when Jazz are, and obviously Jazz scored more points than them, they won comfortably. It does feel like the Jazz woke up and, and that they kind of might have had that switch to flip in, in crunch time, or they just might yeah. be more ready for kind of those right. moments that the young Memphis says. Yeah, I think this is over. I I don't feel confident about five and a half. <laughs> Me either. I didn't feel great about five after game one, but I like my chances now. Looks pretty good, yeah, for sure. Oh, also, one thing. Uh, so we were hyping up Xavier Tillman. <laughs> he he DNP. Was it the last two games? No, yeah. last game. On game three. Yeah, just didn't play. Yeah. So Yeah. Sorry if that was... It's all about the matchups in the playoffs, you know? Bad matchups. <laughs> I guess. All right, yeah. The Jazz definitely don't play big, so right. we don't need them. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Lakers-Suns. Yes. Where we left off, it was 1-1, and it is currently a 2-2 series. Game 5 is Tuesday night. Rob, what do you think of this? We should, I should intro every series. So I picked Lakers in 6, oh. so yep. I need. I don't like that, especially with Anthony Davis being questionable. Uh, but let's backtrack. So... The biggest thing, so like we said, last time we talked, it was 1-1. Game 3 was the most comfortable game of the series for either mm-hmm. team with the Lakers winning. I hated the attitude of the Lakers at the end of Game 3, the Lakers bench specifically. Mm-hmm. Andre Drummond was pissing me off. Like, like people were <laughs> laughing and joking about him doing the, like, the shadow back down thing. Yeah, as, mimicking LeBron. Yes. So, so like, like here's, this is my thought process. So they lost game one convincingly. The Lakers did. Mm-hmm. Like, as convincingly as you can lose by 10, basically, right? It was a very close game, game two. They pulled away in the last, like, three minutes. But it was back and forth the whole game. They were, like, tied at halftime of game three. And then they had a big third quarter and pull away. And it's not like they were up 30. They were up, like, 15. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't and it, a And it didn't up, feel like up. a comfortable 15 either. Exactly. Phoenix is really good. And Chris Paul is only getting healthier. So Phoenix is even even better. Like, where's the resp- – like – other drone was acting like they were the one seed playing the eight seed up two zero and yep. up thirty points in game three. The way he was acting, like right, like I just, I'm sure you pissed off several members of the Suns with I'm your sure. antics, and that's why I blame the game four loss. But uh, I just, I hated it. it. It put a real bad taste in my mouth. I guess we'll talk about game three. Game three was great for the Lakers because they mm-hmm. won, which turns out you can't do all the time. LeBron was better. In game like three. More assertive. Yes, I think I think I heard he had as many shots at the rim in game three as he did in games one and two combined. Yeah. And I really like in that stretch in the third quarter when they went on a run, it was because he was going to the rim a ton and Anthony Davis was just being Anthony Davis. But mm-hmm. that was kind of the difference for them. It was also game three, big time pouty Devin Booker game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. six of nineteen from the field, awful body language, including the the uh the push on Dennis Schroeder. Big time pout game for him. My my issue with Lakers. So Anthony Davis sprains his groin game four. Or sprains, He's not strains. playing tomorrow. Strain. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, yeah. So he's out for game five. Hopefully he'll be back game six. I I'm nervous for this. As in, I don't like their. I mean, they definitely can win game five, but I would like it a lot better if he was playing. My thing is LeBron needs to control the game and not turn the ball over so much. He's had. Uh, 13 assists and 13 turnovers in the mm-hmm. last two games. Which I will say this right now, though, that the fact they're shooting like 25% from three definitely is not helping his assist numbers. That's true. That is true. And like I said, uh, I, I've said last week, I was there's going to be a game where the Lakers start shooting better, and we have not. They were better in game three, but still not good. Right. They need to figure something out with, at center. Gasol looked pretty good at times in game four, but... That's that's the nicest thing you could say about a center on the Lakers roster right now. 
I'm interested to see if they go with Markeith Morris at the five for a little bit. I think that he is strong enough to kind of bang around with Aiton. Might be giving up size on the boards, but they're getting pick and rolled to death. Yeah. And none of their centers can can properly cover. So I'm interested to see what Vogel does. <clears throat> well, especially when, uh, goes. especially when Aiton comes out. Mm-hmm. Like you would love to see Markeith in. in those yeah, Suns, Suns have been going with Frank Kaminsky ahead, ahead of uh, Darvis Sarge now. Fine, so fine exactly, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's a that's another reason to to put a small ball five in. Well, I'm scared for game five, but I believe in LeBron. So yeah, we'll I mean, happens. so honestly, if presuming Anthony Davis isn't, it's not a serious injury. As long as like if if we're going game seven, I'm okay with it. Like I trust mm-hmm. LeBron going into game seven. With the healthy Lakers team. So we'll see. We will see. It's a great series. Uh, like I said, I need the Lakers to win in six. I if I was a neutral will. fan, I think I'd be loving the series, but uh, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not very unneutral. <laughs> exactly. All right, so speaking of... Uh, this hasn't really been that close because the games haven't been super competitive, but uh, Nuggets-Blazers. Mm-hmm. The 3-6 in the West. It is 2-2, and it was straight up was the spread prediction. You picked the Nuggets... Mm-hmm. And like, can I ask you, when I said it was straight up, were you a lot more confident then than you are now, or a lot? Um, yes, that was phrased correctly. Let me think here. I don't, I don't think so. I was like, was it was, was it an easy Nuggets pick for you? No, 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 no. Okay, good. Okay. Um, especially with the like knowing the guard situation, but I just I think that I thought that Jokic would would be able to have a mismatch wherever he was. It, which ha- it has been so far. Game four, he looked really bad. Like he just yeah. looked lethargic, and I don't know if that was he's getting worn down by because the Blazers are having him in pick and roll, so he's constantly covering on defense. And then when he gets on offense, his shots are ending up short, and it's like, is he are his legs worn down from just moving around so much on defense? Who knows? Uh, but that's something to look out for, I think, because if he's not if he's not carrying the team offensively they're in trouble unless Austin Rivers somehow is making six threes in a game <laughs> right i don't think you can count on that quite even <laughs> the the thing about this series is it's like who can outscore who there's defense is like secondary here the blazers did hold the nuggets to 95 points in game 4 but that's more so the nuggets lack of just 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 missing shots you know yeah that or, was a, i mean Kind of the whole team looked like you said lethargic. Like that was mm-hmm. a, it was a really bad they, game. They looked like a team that was just ready, like okay, taking a series. Like a, let's we'll make it a three game series with our home court advantage, right? You know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was like you said. So Jokic was bad in Game Four. This was the this is the Norman Powell game. Was Game Four yes. because he was awesome. Damien, like it was a battle of which star could be worse because Dame was bad. Like, he was ten, one to ten. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> Jokic was bad, like you said. Norm Powell, 29 points, 11 of 15 shooting. He gets, to his anti-credit, he gets a lot of good looks because Dame and CJ right. are just black holes for help defense. Like a lot of practice shot style corner threes or, or yes. stepping into shots or attacking closeouts for him. But he, I mean, obviously credit to him. He did great. He he still is doing a really good job defensively. Michael Bortrino was a no-show in Game 4. One of three. Yeah. Got three shots <laughs> off. With Norm as that's the, Norm was the primary defender. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, good for the, the Nuggets, or the good for the Blazers. This was absolutely a must-win. Oh, game yeah, Game 4 yeah. was. And they played like a They actually looked a lot better. With you know, Nuggets. Nurkic looked at times like the best player on the floor in Game 4. Yeah, he was. And I didn't think I'd be saying he, that. He was, I mean, he's a big physical Eastern European. He, he played like it. My favorite. <laughs> the best kind of European. <laughs> yeah, I still, I mean... 
this is a fun series. I still, whoever wins the series is going to be a major underdog to whoever wins mm-hmm. the 2-7. But uh, it's a fun series. Yeah, I, this is just the game that, that, you know, we have no we have no dog in the right, fight. Right, so right, right. we would love this series, but we just, we're just asking for a little closer games, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, no kidding. It's it's as non-competitive as a 2-2 series could be. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, game five, I believe, is also Tuesday night. So we'll have more next time. Um, and then the last one in the West, the 4-5 matchup, yes. Clippers-Mavericks. So when we left, Mavs were up 2-0. We were getting really excited. We're having fun. Is, we're having it fun. Is, so it was 2-0 Mavs going back to Dallas. And Clippers won both games in Dallas and are now heading back to L.A. tied up at 2. Ouch. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> first of all, we speaking of series that we have, this this is turning into a series. I don't want to toot my horn too much, but I'm going to. Because I said, if the Mavs lose game three, game four is a big time trouble game, like a pressure's on them. And they played, they played bad game four. Game four was. They lost a, by 25 last night. It was an ugly game, like 80. They were in the 80s, right? They scored 81 points, yeah. Yeah, almost in the 70s. For like a. Yeah. Supposed to yeah. be. I mean, I mean, Luca looked banged up, or he didn't look good, that he had the neck injury, which was supposedly bothering him. But, but anyway, so game three, like I said, it was 2 0 Mavs. The um the Clippers win game three and it was an incredible game from Luca that they overcame and that was a big uh, panic button red flag yeah. for me that, that well so the the thing is that the the Mavs started up th- with a thirty to eleven lead yeah in game three yeah and, and I was then, just like all right this is awesome it's over and Luca comes out early for some reason mm-hmm. and the Clippers go on a fourteen to run in the first quarter in the first quarter to end the first quarter yeah yeah. But yeah, they the Clippers overcame an incredible Luka game, which is bad because what else can the Clippers or what else can the <laughs> Mavericks do <laughs> besides right. uh, uh, hope Luka's incredible? So Kristaps sucks is my first note. Yes, I I don't know has has I don't know how he's I think he's like twenty five twenty six at this point right like he's he's been around the league for a while at this point. How has nobody taught him how to exploit? a size mismatch in the post. Because he doesn't want to. He wants to shoot through. I, I understand. I do too. But how how <laughs> have you not learned? Like, I like no post up back to the basket, no post moves game is one thing. But when you're like right. 7'4", and they, the other team sets the front court of Nick Batum and Marcus Morris. Like, like, don't you want easy buckets? Yeah, you can't, like, he's terrible posting up. He can't hold a seal for the life of him. He just... I just like I said, I understand if you're not great post footwork, you're not Tim Duncan on the low block, but mm-hmm. surely you can just post up and you know keep the ball high and finish like they teach sixth graders that have already finished puberty. You know what I mean? Like, right. like just be taller than them. I don't get it. I I hate him. He needs he needs to be better. I'm just I agree, and I just want to say that the playoffs are not as fun when. You know, when people aren't making for the Clippers. The most fun part of the playoffs. That is I've fun. Seen all the I stuff do love that. Media, the hilarious memes and stuff. Um, so it's been kind of it's been kind of sad the last couple of days. But Kawhi's shooting like 65% in Yeah, he's series. been great. And Paul George has been fantastic too. And Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris finally found their stroke in game three towards the end. I think Marcus Morris actually hit the dagger that kind of ended it, you know, put the Mavs um, out of reach in game three and that's the last thing i think the mavs wanted to see if this clippers team gets hot that you know they they can shoot the ball so well yeah and the mavs are not going to commit to stopping them so i'm wondering 
last season in the bubble in their series, Trey Burke was great off of the bench scoring. Why won't the Mavs just commit to offense? Like, let's outscore them. Let's try to outscore them. Throw Trey Burke out there. Somebody that can just take off the bounce <laughs> other than Luka. You know what I'm saying? Well, I love, I mean, they kind of did that because we got some Bobby minutes. We got some primetime Bobby minutes. That was fantastic. And that was, it was like, screw it. They're going to play small. Well, we're just going to play big. So, as big as you can get. Yeah, so he checks in. How tall is he? Seven five, seven four. He's seven four, I think. Okay, so he checks in. He's guarded by Nick Batum. I don't know how yeah. tall he is, but like small forward Nick Batum, and literally he checks in. They run down the court, and he just turns and posts up, and they throw to him, yes. and he like on the fast break shoots, misses a rebound. Well, no, yeah, he did that, but there was a time in the half court where he he like got it, shot it, missed it, got his rebound, missed it, <laughs> got it again, scored. It was like that was the offensive series. So that was like, and then obviously he's just torched in pick and rolls or trying to play defense right. so it's right. like well we like our chances of having a giant guy score than you trying to yeah. make a move just double that down on fun. it just that was going, fun yeah. yeah uh but yeah so like you said the clippers role players were better the mavericks yeah. players were awful game four kleba so great one and two exactly exactly that was which is a huge turning point kleba uh dorian Finney smith tim hardaway in game four, we're combined 12 points on four of 20 shooting. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, that's you're not going to lose by less than 20 if that happens, obviously. Yeah. Clippers have all kinds of momentum, and I hate it that Rondo has been good, but he's been I good. I know. Um, hopefully, we bring you guys good news on the next episode. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, let's jump over to the East, shall we? Yes? Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> were, you, were you done with that? No, I was just, yeah, I was, I was, oh. I was, I was curious what else would we do. Mm. I don't know if you want to keep talking about that game. Anyway, <laughs> no, sorry, yeah, go. Uh, in the East, we have Sixers Wizards, which is currently three zero Sixers, who are the one seed. They are playing here in a little bit. They're playing tonight, and I think it's just safe to assume that <clears throat> that the Sixers sweep the Wizards. Yeah, it feels like a sweep for sure. Well, it does, but who knows? At Washington, they might just be like, "We want to win one, and then go lose by fifty in Game 5. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The, the Wizards are definitely a team that I could see doing that. Just in spite of everybody, mm-hmm. uh, me especially yep, that has the Sixers. Uh, so I have the Sixers in in a sweep. I yes. need them to sweep. Mm-hmm. There's just not much to take away from this game. Joel Embiid is so far head and shoulders above everybody else on the court as far as the best player goes. The Wizards shooting the ball horribly. They're shooting like 23% in the yeah. series from three. Yeah, can't do that. And horrible recipe. Yeah, Embiid's just too talented for yeah. everybody out there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a monster. He's so so big and strong, but also... And I mean, Graceful. we're in the playoffs. Well, that's the thing. We're in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. But like, he's so big and strong and can push anybody over to get to the rim. But he, he gets going in these finesse moves and he turns into James Harden where if you touch him wrong, right, he's going to the line. So, yeah, it's incredible offensively. And this is this game especially was, was the prototype for why the Sixers can win the championship because Joel Embiid is incredible that, like, you have to double him on the catch. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons was great in, like, Great downhill attacking the basket in transition. And then your other three starters, Seth Curry, Danny Green, uh, Toby, Tobias Harris, were all shooting really well from three, which, of course, Danny Green is. But those two <laughs> guys are all, like, 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 they're all, yeah, those guys are all great, punishing you for helping off, and Joel Embiid just can't be guarded to recover. So it's a right. It's a recipe for success for sure, and, and uh, boy, the Wizards got the bad end of, of that. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, like you said, Ben Simmons has been Ben Simmons has been really, really good this series. Averaging fourteen points, eleven assists, ten rebounds. I mean, average triple double, and uh, yeah, 
there's just nothing that the Wizards can throw at him defensively to to slow anybody on the Sixers down. Yeah, really. oh, for sure. Yeah. So if that series is probably ending tonight, let's jump to the Celtics Nets. Yeah. Where we have okay. a not sweep God. by the Boston Celtics. So you picked the you picked the Celtics to sweep. I did. That's not. And right. I felt real good about you it. You picked the Nets to sweep. Yes. <laughs> That's right. And you felt real good about it. You should have felt real good about it. But turns out I just felt like they did this despite me. Like they, absolutely. they knew My, I hate the Celtics. So, like, so what if we piss them off even more? I joked that Tatum has to be a listener to the pod because he says yeah. he does things despite us last week. But he actually might be a listener to the pod and does things despite us because at the end of last times I said for game three, previewing game three, I said Jason Tatum, if Jason does anything in game three, I will be impressed because I couldn't be any less impressed. And I have been extra impressed because he yes. was incredible in that game three. 50 points. And he, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but he, the Nets have real questions defensively because Jason Tatum was attacking every matchup, every switch. Blake Griffin is going to have a terrible time defensively against the Bucs oh, because I know. he looked so bad against Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum, I'm just Tatum's awesome. Gets in the switches. He he likes step backs too much when he gets switches, mm-hmm. but he's so good at them that I can't complain right. about it. And I I again to preview other things we want to talk about. Like looking at him compared to Julius Randle, like holy cow, is he way better than you? And not just because Randle's been terrible; he's been he was good in this game. But but I just feel like he's on a different level offensively. Yeah, and he's a great defender. That that um. NBA is not who's better; it's who had the better season. That's what I have to tell myself to justify because I mean he he was he's a star. He's he's a superstar. Jason Tatum was, yes, and uh, yes. it was a great game three. And then game four happened, and they got absolutely obliterated. Right, but, uh, Katie had forty two, Kyrie had thirty nine, James Harden had twenty three. Good luck, and almost <laughs> and luck. like and twenty assists, nineteen assists, yeah. like that. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I don't know what the spread is for game five. But I would hammer the Nets because yeah. they're the Celtics. Are clearly, they're done. They got their game going back. Yeah, to there's Brooklyn. no, there's no Kemba. There's no Rob Williams anymore. Uh, Kemba, not that he was helping. I mean, he was averaging 12 points on 13 shots a game in the series. Yeah, which I love because I, I do not enjoy Kemba's game. Right. Shot like 31 percent from the field. They <laughs> they win a game with him, and then he sits out game four. So. My new game plan was every game starts with Jason committing to Jason Tatum scoring 50. And then you send Kemba to the G League. And then you play Jason Tatum on Joe Harris defensively and just let him jog around, save all his energy for offense. I actually love it. Every, <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, yeah, good. I'm good. Good yeah. plan. Okay. Let's move on uh, to Celtics uh, in seven. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, Bucks Heat, 3 6 matchup. So the Bucks have swept. The Miami Heat, four games. Um, yeah, it feels great. If you had told me at, when the playoffs started, the Bucks would be done with their series before the Nets would be. Yes, I would have done something incredible. I would have thrown a water bottle in your general direction <laughs> because that's the craziest. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It was incredible. Impressive performance. Where do you want to start? You want to start with the Bucks or the Heat? Let's start with the Heat. Okay. okay. <laughs> heat it is. Heat it is. Here's my here's because my next my next bullet was a question about the heat. Okay. Uh who said uh, between social media and you know, maybe hearing on broadcasts or like on, on podcasts or whatever, 
who has been slandered more throughout the course of this series? Who is whose name has been dragged through the mud more? Be four options: Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, or Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> because they're all getting bad. Eric Bledsoe, I feel so bad for Eric. Bledsoe you got to feel bad for the because, guy because because he is getting absolutely roasted for being the single problem with the Bucks the last two seasons. My favorite was thing was guy... Drew Holiday is better than Eric Bledsoe just by not being Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That was what um, you see on Twitter. It's like, who do the Heat miss most in the series? It's like Eric Bledsoe was the <laughs> answer. But yeah, so Eric Bledsoe was, for those who don't know, he was traded for Drew Holiday. And historically, Eric Bledsoe has historically underperformed in the playoffs. And Drew Holiday's been awesome. Everything yeah. the Bucks could hope for and more. Right. So, so he's been the... The source of a lot of jokes for why the Bucks are all of a sudden better is that they don't have Eric Bledsoe. But uh, all that aside, the other three guys I mentioned were terrible also. Um, you know, uh, I feel like Jimmy didn't get that much hate, to be completely honest. He, he honestly should have. He should. I mean, like, he was, it's like people were taking the low-hanging fruit of making fun of Tyler Hero, which is also fun. When, yeah, but and missing good. And necessary. Exactly. Yeah. But missing on the opportunity to, to slander Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and so Jimmy Butler... Was outscored by Bryn Forbes in this series. I love it. Yes, great stat. Jimmy, 29% on the series, 26% from three. Uh, the shine of the, the aura of Jimmy Butler is not cool when he's bad. Like it's, the, the it's lore of Jimmy obnoxious. Butler did not help yes. in this series. So so the, the bubble frauds, it's hard to uh, – dis- I mean, I'll say it, it's hard to dispute it at this point. Yeah. Because they were terrible. They were awful. I think it was – I heard – Somebody went and interviewed Michael Malone or Mike whatever. Michael. That drama? Yeah. Was yes, super it's fun. Michael. <laughs> well, well, he said, like, like talking about this series and just how hard it is, how hard it's been in the playoffs to rally, like that, how emotionally, how much the bubble took out of them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just that it, it has been hard to get things going this season. And, you know, if you look at it, the four last remaining teams in the bubble last year, the Heat, Celtics, Nuggets, Lakers, they have all underperformed for one right. reason or another, but they all struggled this year. So there's obviously some truth to that, but also nobody cares. Like nobody's right. giving the Heat a pass because they were long-standing in the bubble. No one's giving you a pass on this year because you made the final last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's my Seth. So the bubble frauds. Have you seen this? The like which Disney themes name do you like better for the Heat? Have you seen <laughs> no. these? No. Uh, okay. For the, there's only two that I can find, but they're hilarious. Uh, Bambi at a bio. <laughs> or Jiminy Brickets, <laughs> Jimmy which is hilarious. Jiminy Brickets yeah, is that's fantastic. so good, right? Yeah, so they were both terrible. Uh, Bam, Bam just didn't look effective offensively. I think, I think an underrated part of why is because Goran Dragic was bad, and I think his two man game with Bam last year was so mm-hmm. awesome and so effective, and and just when Goran was struggling, it just made things harder for Bam. Yeah, um, I want to shout out Brook Lopez though as well because he did a fantastic job of uh, on d- the defensive end here. They had they had no interest in guarding Bam outside the restricted area. Right, they dared him to take mid range jump shots, which he wouldn't. The Heat led the league in field goal percentage in the restricted area at like seventy some percent, and then in this series they shot they shot fifty percent inside the restricted area. Wow, that's, so um... that really stuck out to me. Yeah, that's bad. So, yeah, like I said, it was a sweep. Not close. Terrible. I think 20 points was the average um, average margin of victory. And when yeah. game one goes into overtime, that's pretty incredible. Right. Uh, right. So, Tyler Hero, we haven't mentioned how bad he was. 
this podcast. So we there's a whole time. there's a whole off. It was bad. I did see <laughs> everyone's talking about roasting the Heat for not getting involved in James Harden trade because they wouldn't trade Tyler Hero. And I mm-hmm. hate there's always those like Twitter well actually is like oh casual fans don't understand how this works that mm-hmm. that um, the Heat didn't have draft picks they couldn't have traded for James Harden they wouldn't have like they wouldn't have been able to beat the Nets offer anyways. It's like, well, that's not the point. The point is they wouldn't engage in talks because they didn't want to trade right. Tyler Hero. That's the issue. They valued him too much, that yes. They considered him... And it was, is an issue. That they it considered is. him untouchable. And did you see the, the tweet that was... I don't want to butcher it. I'm quoting a lot of tweets because NBA Twitter can be hilarious. Oh, yeah. So, so people had issue with the Heat calling Tyler Hero untouchable. And the thing is... Uh, he's still untouchable because the rest of the NBA does not want to touch him. So that's good. Yeah, that, that is, is really good, good right? Um, so he was. I mean, the Heat wanted no part in the series after Game One. The Bucks look great. So let's talk about the Bucks. Let's be let's positive spin. Uh, Bucks were really good. How's that? I'm excited good for job this Bucks. matchup. It's yeah. So I'm so, really excited for this Nets matchup. So in this, wow, hang on, Celtics are still hanging around. Uh, the, Bucks looks, the Bucks look really good offensively, despite Giannis not being dominant. Despite like mm-hmm. like the questions about Giannis performing the playoffs, I don't feel any better about them after the series. But just the Bucks are just a much better team around him, so he hasn't had to be yet. I just the thing that like I said, Tatum has showed us that the the Nets can be exploited defensively. So Giannis. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a better or easier chance to be great against a great team. So that'll be a big thing right. for him. But in this series, like like I said, they didn't need him. They they got so many just great offensive looks early in the shot clock through the course of their offense without things breaking down. Because they were just great and had a lot of guys and played well together and the Heat are terrible and they're really bad and Tyler Hero sucks, you know? <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I do like I like you said, I like the Bucks chances. I actually like mm-hmm. the Bucks' chances in round two. Way more than I thought I would. For sure, for sure. And, you know, we'll talk about this next, but it's still crazy to think about that the Bucks, because uh, we should mention, um, whatever his name is, uh, Dante DiVincenzo is out with a ligament mm-hmm. tearing. Which yeah, I he's out not for the season, yeah. So, so also another question is, when will the Nets play a team that is, has all their starters healthy? Because... Ooh, let's yeah, let's start the conversation. You know what I, mean? I like they, that. They're just yeah. getting lucky running into all the injured teams, right? But uh, sp- speaking of Dante being out, Dante should have been Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yes, because the trade yes. fell through in hilarious fashion at the beginning of the season. And uh, boy, God, how, good they they right how good would oh they be? How good would they be with Bogdanovich? As good as he's looked for the Hawks, uh, that's a big what if. I think if the season doesn't work out for the Bucks. But uh, yeah. yeah, good job, Bucks. Enjoy your couple days off. Do you, do you have anything else? Rest to up. No, that's it. Cool. Uh, our last one here is the four-five matchup: Knicks Hawks. And last time we talked, I think it was just one-zero Hawks. It is now three-one Hawks. And I want to say this one was a a pick'em between us, Rob. Right? Yes. I had the Hawks. You picked the Hawks. Yes, you did. I, I could always have faith in Trey Young. Do uh, you? Who has is that been true? the best player in? Absolutely. Always? Uh, always. Okay. Especially when he's taking 30 shots at Oklahoma. That was my favorite trade. Yeah, for, yeah, I understand. But yeah, best player in the series by far. It just Let's start with this, how bad Julius Randle's been. 
think yeah, that's a better place to start. So, so yeah, so uh, you're right that that's a great place to start. And like I said, we're talking about Jason Tatum, that that there are levels to stardom. That, that, yeah. And I think I think the biggest indicator of that is that like Jimmy Butler has or Jimmy Butler, Julius yeah. Randall. I just didn't check my notes to make sure I had the right guy. Julius <laughs> Randall has been bad, really bad. And uh, he's just not, especially for being in New York. Like the national, mm-hmm. I'm sure New York isn't having a good time with him, but the national media has not, I don't think they've been that critical of him. And just that. Will be now. Exactly. The, 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 God, I can't think of words right now. The magnifying glass is on guys like Jason Tatum way more than it is on Jewish Randall because there's just levels mm-hmm. to the stardom. And he, but let yeah. me tell you when I knew the Knicks were in trouble. After game two, which the Knicks won, Jewish Randall came out and said, like, he admitted that the noise of the crowd had rattled him, that it was something he wasn't ready for and had to adjust to. And it was just, it's like, it was the home crowd. Noise of your fans yelling in support for you was a problem for you, Julius Randall. And then you're going to go to fans that aren't going to be so nice and aren't going to be cheering for you. I don't know if it's them because, like, he hasn't been any worse because I don't know if he could be any worse. He's been bad every game. He's like 24 or 27% 27% of the field. field. He was 2 of 15 in game three. Like, that's just your, this is your all NBA best offensive player, and he's 2 of 15. He's, I I mean, credit the Hawks, though. I mean, they have had a great game plan. That's true. They have had a great game plan that has been completely focused on shutting down Julius Randle and daring one of these other players on this dumpster of a roster to beat them. Though we've been saying it was. We've been saying it was bad roster all season, and now it finally looks like it. That uh, I heard that that you know the Knicks got to where they are. The Knicks got to the four seed by playing harder than everybody else, mm-hmm. but everybody plays hard in the playoffs. Yeah, and so now exactly. that's just catching up to them. And and to be completely honest, we are an unfortunate shooting half um, by the Hawks away from a sweep. Like this could have, yeah, that's had they not true. scored thirty five points that in the second true. half of Game Two, it, it would be over already. Oh yeah, so the Hawks are good. Trey Young's great. They the Hawks mm-hmm. haven't figured out, or they the Knicks haven't figured out he's bad at defense yet. Maybe it's one so day weird. they will. Maybe it's one so day bizarre. they will. <laughs> um, yeah, this series feels pretty over, even though they're going back to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the Knicks just like they have no confidence whatsoever. In For sure. Well, I will. I do want to. The Knicks have been bad. I think Archie Barrett has been fine. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want more out of him, but. He's not Julius he, Randle. He will not get any. I was like, he will not get any blame because all of the blame will fall on Julius right, Randle. Right, right. And he learned the hard way what it's what you face when you're a number one option on a playoff team. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, this series feels over. So we'll have uh, Hawks Sixers round two. That'll be fun. Uh, but we'll get to that when it happens. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's Playoffs all I got. Have been recouped, recapped. Uh, how do you How do you feel? We're, we're at the halfway point, I'm done with some of these series. I don't know yeah. if my, my opinions of the playoffs have changed. It's fun. It's exciting. No. Yeah, I just love the constant basketball. Yeah, definitely. The it's going to be weird when it slows down here in a in a couple of days, like the next week, where these series start to end. We cut. Yeah, was that so. was not constant games. All right, cool. Well, this is this is an episode that we finished at a. What do you think yes. the time is? Forty-five minutes. That's probably what it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How does that feel right. for time-wise? That's good with me. Okay. Great. No splash or pass right. this week? Nope. Maybe. Ooh, play your cards right. You might get it next week. Yeah. Good. All right. 
Good update. Uh, stay tuned for more as more best will happen. All right, Logan Martin, play us out. You tell me I ain't worthy. I ain't speaking about Georgia. I'm speaking about income. Did it Elizabeth? Here comes the big one. I put my money in your community and you got your budget. I want my ass with your advance to the toilet and flush it. My last dance be a stance of general custard. I hot dog cause I can. I got cheese and mustard. I got the stats of a Hall of Famer and just two records. That's why I'm back up at the Super Bowl with Julius Peppers. I got that can't stop, won't stop in my veins. That's why that can't stop, won't stop screaming my name. Logan, Logan, go tell your friends to tell your friend I'ma keep the same grin whether I lose or win. I'm going down 10, I'ma fight to the end. Let's go, ain't no way they can stop me now. Logan comes my way, yeah. Hitting like vultures, man. I'm young, white, and rich, as good as it gets. And giving your point guard fierce. He thinks he's done seen pressure, man, but he ain't seen. Shh. Ain't no way they can know. 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 Ain't no way they can stop me now. I'm gonna cause my way, yeah. I can feel my rain coming. It's a brother champion. I'm gonna be Too much pride to be running. I'm gonna get what I can. I'm gonna get what I can, 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 I
champion.